Hey, what's up, you guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Influence-ish. Don't yell at me. It is already 10 p.m. the night before this podcast comes out that I am sitting here and recording it. Um, And it seems as though I've fallen back into old habits of waiting until the last possible minute. So there's that, being being honest, um, which is what we celebrate over here on this podcast is honesty, vulnerability. So that's me being vulnerable with you guys, <laughs> leading by example. Um, yeah, I hope you guys are having an amazing week. It's Tuesday as I'm recording this. That's redundant. I literally just told you guys I was recording the night before. Um, but yeah, it's Tuesday night. It is 10 p.m. I'm very tired. Um, on my bedside table sits a carton of um, cookie dough. So, yeah, on the page of being honest, there's that. Been eating that cookie dough. Not great for me. Um, but that is that is the current situation. Um, but yeah, so kind of want to give you guys a little bit of a life update. I don't have a whole lot of updates this week. I feel like I've been feeling like my life has been a little bit uneventful since the last time we've caught up. Like, no real huge changes have happened, but that's completely okay. There doesn't need to be groundbreaking changes every time that we catch up. Um, But one of my updates is that I've been feeling so healthy and happy. I feel like I'm, like, even though I just said there hasn't really been a lot of, like, huge changes, I feel like I've just, like been feeling like myself again a lot of last week I felt like I was on autopilot just because I had kind of a stressful week and I talked a little bit about last week how classes are definitely harder this semester as I'm getting more into my major in specific I have this one class I don't know if I necessarily mentioned it specifically last episode but I have this one class and I am the only person in this class who hasn't done like either of my internships Oh, no, just kidding. There's me and one other girl. And we're, like, the only two people who it feels like we're just, like, super behind because everybody else is just, like, way ahead of us in terms of the social work program. So that's been really weird. And, like, I know that it's good that I'm taking it now because I'm going to be grateful in the long run. But it still feels, like, silly because I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't know what's going on whatsoever. But that's okay. Very minute detail. But... Um, that was definitely really like heavy on my mind last week because I had this huge paper for that class and I was just really stressed out about it all week. Got the grade back, um, yesterday, didn't do too hot. So that definitely (laughs) sucks, but it's okay. You live and you learn and it's okay. Like I'm not defined by my grades. I'm not defined by my success and I tried my hardest and I did my best and that's really all that counts um but yeah I've been feeling like myself again and last week since I was kind of like stressed out about that paper I felt like I had been on autopilot do you guys know what I mean like when you're like like living your life but you feel like you're completely in your head and like every every conversation that you have you're just like very like not present in every class that you have, you're not present. And honestly, just like everything that's going on, you just don't feel present. I think that's one of the worst things ever. Um, and I'll talk about that. I actually have a question that's kind of similar to like, I'm going to talk about something kind of similar to this, but I just was really not present last week. And I feel like I've been more present this week, which is very, very important. 
and I feel like I'm back in my own skin. And that's probably the best, like, way that I can word that. I just feel like I'm back in my own skin. I am having conversations where I feel like I'm present. And I owe that to the people around me, to be present in our conversations and to be present in the time that we spend together. Um, And then I've been drinking lots of water. I got this new water bottle from this brand. The brand is called Healthish. They sent it to me to just, like, feature on my social media. So here I am just giving them a shameless shout out on my podcast. This is not sponsored in any ways. I wish it was. I would love to have a podcast sponsor, but you know, just getting started over here. But um, yeah, so this water bottle, what's so cool about it is it has like timestamps throughout the day. So I'm like holding it right now, but um, it starts at like 8 a.m. and it goes 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m., 12 p.m. And then it says refill. And then on the other side, it goes 2 p.m., 3 p.m., 4 p.m., 5 p.m., 6 p.m. And it just, like, has little time stamps. Um, And that's been really great for me because I've always, or not always, but, like, since high school, I started really, like, prioritizing, like, just drinking water. I feel like I just drink water and sweet tea. Like, whenever I, like, go to campus, sweet tea is, like, my guilty pleasure drink. But I mostly just drink water. Like, I'm not a soda girl. I know a lot of people drink soda. My roommates love Diet Coke, but that's just, like, never been me. I like a good, like, um, what's, oh my gosh, what is it called? San Pellegrino, Blood Orange San Pellegrino, favorite drink of all time. Literally so good. But on a regular basis, I'm always drinking water. So this water bottle has been awesome because it's not only cute, but it's also, like, helpful. And I kind of like having, like, the time on it um because it makes me feel really motivated and this is just like very this sounds this is very niche like but it's just like something that's made me very happy lately and I felt very hydrated and it's really good for your skin just clearing out those toxins um and as I've talked to you guys about on the podcast as well as on my YouTube channel um new I started a new acne prescription like I think it's I think I'm on week five of it um so yeah, just continuing to do different things to help my skin has been very top of mind, and this is definitely one of them. Um, and another cool thing that I did, this sounds so mundane, this sounds so uninteresting, but I'm really just like catching up with you guys. I went to this really cool bookstore the other day, yesterday, um, and I took myself out on a date there. So I've talked to you guys a little bit about I think it was like my second episode where I talked about like how to be alone and how to enjoy your time alone. And that's one of the things that I like gave for that advice with like learning to enjoy your time alone was to actually like take yourself out on dates and find fun little things to do by yourself that help you enjoy spending time alone. Because if you're doing things that you enjoy, you'll probably enjoy your company, i.e. yourself. Um, So, or that's just the logic that I use. But so I like planned out my day around going to this bookstore and it's just this like privately uh, privately is that the right word it's just this like bookstore it's not a chain um and it's just so cute and I always drive by it on the way to places because it's like literally right near my apartment but I'd never gone and then one of my friends was like you need to go like I go there all the time and I was like oh my gosh I, I didn't know that it was like I just like had never thought about actually going which is silly because you guys know I love to read. So I planned my day around going the other day and it was so fabulous. It was so cute inside. It was just very, 
very cool and I just had a wonderful time um but I went I'm gonna start like going there to do homework because it genuinely just made me so happy to walk inside there and just see all the books and what's so cool about it is it not only has like new books but it also has like a bunch of old used books in this huge section in the back and I don't know I feel like a lot of the times I spend so much money buying new books especially like hardcovers those can get so expensive like I picked up this like Colleen Hoover book um that I've been hearing a lot of good things about and I almost bought it it wasn't a hardcover it was a soft cover but I almost bought it and then I like saw that it was like $20 and I was like this is ridiculous I could get like three used books for the price of this book and so I went back to the used book section and I feel like a lot of the times we talk about like clothing and how like it's very environmentally like friendly to thrift and to buy used clothing and to like reuse clothing in that way and to stop like the cycle of fast fashion or whatever like I'm totally down for that I think that's a super important cause to get behind but can't we also like apply that to books like buying new books that can't be great for the environment because those are all like trees being cut down right I don't know I just feel like buying used books is a cause that I can also get completely behind um, so I got three used books. I got, I bought this book, Room. It's, there's a movie. I know there's like a movie about it and I don't really know anything about it, but I got the novel Room and then I got The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which I also know is a movie, never seen it. And then I got this book, I think it's called like the Jane Austen Club or I literally don't know the name of it, but it has something to do with Jane Austen. So I obviously picked it up because you guys know, huge historical fiction girl, huge Pride and Prejudice girl. That's just completely my genre. Um, yeah, amazing. Um, my high for the week, getting into, oh, also forgot about this. This is another one of the little life updates. I went to a concert last Friday with a bunch of my friends and it was so much fun. And I didn't know the band whatsoever. Um, and I just like went with a group of my friends and had a lot of fun dancing to music that I didn't know. And I feel like a lot of the times I'm like, oh, I wouldn't want to go to that if I don't know the music, you know, like it's so much fun to sing along, but I still had a really fun time. And, and one thing that I've been learning is like, things are fun if you make them fun, you know, like I can sit here and be a pessimist and be like, oh, I'm not going to go to that because I, I won't know the music. I'm not going to go to that because I don't know any people, but like things are fun if you choose to make them fun and having a sucky attitude about something like you're not going to have fun if you don't prepare yourself to have fun, you know, but amazing time. Okay, now into my high. My time with the Lord has been so fruitful and I've been feeling so motivated and excited to spend time with him every day. And that's just been such a wonderful thing because I just am seeing him in everything because I'm starting out my day with spending time with him. And like what a blessing that is, especially in comparison to like where I've been in the past with that to where it's like taken me so long to sit down and even be in the word for 15 minutes. And now I'm spending like a lot more time with him and getting excited to do it. And it really is just like such a testament to the Lord's faithfulness in my life and how I'm going to talk about this because somebody asked me a question that's similar to this, but like how setting aside a specific time in your day, especially at the beginning of the day, I highly recommend reading your Bible at the beginning of the day. There's nothing wrong with like 
planning it into your day, like depending on what your schedule looks like. Cause I know that everybody's schedules are different. Like maybe you have a busy morning, but I really do strongly recommend reading your Bible at the beginning of the day because it really just sets your day on the right path and it sets your mind on the right thing. And throughout my day, one thing that's been so cool is I just feel like my my days are just a continual conversation with the Lord. So if I'm not reading my Bible, I'm listening to worship music. And if I'm not listening to worship music, I might just be like setting up a prayer in the middle of the day and just being like, oh Lord, I'm going to pray for this. And not to say that I'm constant, like all the time thinking about the Lord, because that wouldn't necessarily be true. I'm trying to, and it's not my natural instinct, but I've just felt so much more close to him than I have in months. And that's been like so amazing. And I'm not saying that to say like, oh, I'm so godly. Oh, I'm so whatever. It really is just all the Lord and me praying to him and asking him like, Lord, like reveal yourself to me. Lord, be present in my life. Lord, be my first thought. And I'm asking him for all of these things that I'm receiving and experiencing right now. And so none of this is my effort at all. Like all of this is the Lord just continuing to show up and answer these prayers by being so present. Not not just by being so present, by making me more aware of his presence. Because it's not that he's more present, it's just that I'm more aware to it. So that's been my high. My low, this is such a stupid low because it really isn't that bad. And that's just really like... It just, like, feels stupid that this is my low, but it is. Um, But, this is so silly. Um, I'm not very excited about the book that I'm reading right now. I'm reading The Da Vinci Code. And I know this is, like, a very popular book slash movie. I've never seen the movie. My roommate Maddie told me that it's her favorite book. And before I say that, I've gotten some DMs, like, because I posted about it on my Instagram. And I was, like, reading this book. And I got some DMs that were, like, be careful, like, this book has some, like, weird undertones of, like, anti-Christianity, anti-faith. You have to definitely take any book with a grain of salt, you know, so I'm definitely doing that while I'm reading it, Um, but it's just, like, taking a long time for me to get into it, and I haven't been super excited about reading it, and that's just, like, been such a contrast to some of the books, other books that I've been reading lately, so therefore it's take like, I'm on week two of reading this book, and I, like, I'm not even a third of the way through it. Granted, it is a big book, but it's just like not super exciting. And again, the fact that that's my low just really is a testament that I have been having a good couple of weeks because my low is that I'm not excited about the book I'm reading. But yeah, just not excited about that. But I have this thing where if I started, I literally have to finish it. Other than The Hating Game, I hated that book, so I literally could not finish it. But this book, I am motivated to finish it. It's just taking a lot longer than normal. So, yeah, those are my highs and lows. That's my life update. This week, as you guys know, like you've seen the title, I'm doing another advice podcast episode. Um, And I'm really excited about it because I love giving you guys advice. I had a little disclaimer at the beginning of last week's episode, and I'm going to give that also to you guys right now. I am not all-knowing. I am not all that wise. Um, everything that I say, please take it with a grain of salt and please keep in perspective that I am a 21 year old junior in college. I do not have all the answers. I am merely trying my best and everything that I say, I, my prayer is that the Lord is going to take captive my advice right now and is going to use me to speak to you guys. Like, like I want him to completely shine through everything that I'm saying right now. Um, so yeah, that's my prayer. That's my hope. Um, and I'm really thankful that you guys 
have been so vulnerable twice now in the first episode and now with sending me these like questions um, and opening up to me about like areas in your life where you are open for advice. I think that is such an amazing trait to have is like being able to like ask for help. Not that I'm even really like helping. I mean, that's the goal, but like, I don't know, just like sitting, sitting and being like, okay, like this is where I don't have all the answers. I think that's such a beautiful thing. And that's something I also need to grow in is like learning, like how to sit and listen to what others could possibly speak into my life. So I just want to thank each and every one of you who reached out and sent in questions because it really just is evident that you are a teachable, not teachable because I'm not even like teaching you guys. I don't know. That feels, that feels weird to say that. Um, but I don't know. It, it just shows a lot of wisdom to ask for help and it shows a lot of beauty and I want to commend that in each and every one of you. Um, and yeah, let's enough of me rambling. Let's get into the advice. I'm excited. Um, this first question is my favorite. <laughs> it says, how to, how do you start life again post talking stage slash breakup? And I definitely want to hone in more on the talking stage part of this question because I feel like we don't talk enough or I don't hear enough about like talking stages. Like I hear a lot of advice. I listen to a lot of podcasts that do like advice sessions. Um, for example, Emma Chamberlain does advice sessions on her podcast. And then one of my favorite influencers, if you guys don't follow her, you need to follow her. Her name is Katie Bilotti. Um, and then she has a podcast called Thick and Thin. And then another podcast called Match Made in, Man Match Made in Manhattan. I'm literally mumbling. Match Made in Manhattan. Um, and I just love her. And I think that she's a really wise person. Um, but anyways, I feel like I hear a lot of advice on the various platforms where I like ask questions to people or I listen for advice um and a lot of times people are asking questions about like breakups but I just feel like it's not as talked about like the talking stage or like situationships um and I think what sucks about that is just like since it's not talked about and since it's not as like openly discussed on like these platforms at least the platforms that I subscribe to and listen to and watch um it just makes it feel not as important and it makes it feel not as like valid of a reason to be upset. And I want to try to deconstruct that because I do think that there is a valid reason to be hurt and to be sad if your talking stage has ended. I've definitely been there and I understand that there's a level of disappointment and um, there's that there's that almost feeling, you know, like we almost could have dated, we almost got to that landmark we like do you know what I'm saying like it's just that almost we almost dated we almost had a relationship we don't know like where it could have been if there had been more time or more effort or whatever you know like it just it feels very incomplete there isn't any clarity most of the time like if it ended why like why did it end um and it and it tends to feel really unfair even if that person didn't necessarily owe you uh a conversation or and a lot of the times they don't like with a talking stage like it's not necessarily defined so it's not like I don't know it's not even like they like sometimes they ghost you but like not all the time sometimes there's just like no clear like beginning and no clear ending so it's like am I even allowed to be upset am I even allowed to be hurt um 
And a lot of the advice I have to give on this actually probably also applies to breakups because I don't think there needs to be a certain label or time duration of something for it to justify hurting you or hurting your feelings when it ends or fizzles out. So number one, mourn. When something ends, we are allowed to do this. You're allowed to mourn, you're allowed to be upset. And if you don't allow yourself to feel sad and disappointed or angry initially at the beginning, you might grow bitter and vindictive. And you don't wanna become that way. You don't wanna become bitter towards that person because at the end of the day, things just don't always work out the way that we want them to work out sometimes. And that's okay, it doesn't mean that they were an evil person. Um, It just means that it didn't work out. And if you don't allow yourself to sit with those feelings and be upset and be frustrated and be disappointed, which these are all valid feelings to feel when like you thought something was going to get farther than it does, you know, it just kind of fizzles out. Um, But if you hold on to that, like those feelings, it can be quickly become bitterness, which is not a fair feeling to have. Like, it's not a fair feeling for you to have, and it's also not really a fair feeling for you to feel towards somebody else. Because a lot of the times with a talking stage, there's no clear, like, they don't necessarily owe you an explanation, even though it sucks, and you're still allowed to be sad about it, but there's not really, like, you should work as hard as you can to avoid that bitterness. Number two, realign your focus. Whether we want them to or not, I feel like a lot of the times potential love interests occupy a lot of space in our brains. I know like if I have a crush on someone or if I'm like, if they're like a potential person in my head, they can like fill up more space than they probably should in my brain. And I think a lot of us can relate to this. Um, Fill that space with plans, people, And most importantly, time with the Lord, because sometimes I believe, I really do strongly believe that sometimes distractions are good and reoccupying that space with things that held that space prior to this person can really help you start to realign your focus on like what was occupying your time before that person in your brain was occupying your time. Um, And number three, just because they are a no doesn't mean there isn't a better yes coming. Um, don't you want what God wants for you? And this is a prayer that I've been praying for probably two or three years now, like since freshman year. A thing that I will continually pray is like, Lord, I only want what you want for me. And I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast. I've definitely talked about this on my YouTube channel and and on my blog before, but I do strongly believe in continual prayers. I strongly believe in praying the same thing over and over again, knowing that if I don't see the outcome right now, it doesn't mean I won't see the outcome in five years, in 10 years, in a week, in a month, in however long it takes for the Lord to answer this prayer, maybe differently how I'm differently than what I'm intending for the outcome or hoping that the outcome will be. But I think praying, Lord, I only want what you want for me and open my eyes to what you want for me and make me want what you want for me. I think that there's nothing harmful that can come out of a prayer of asking the Lord like make my desires like yours like that can only be a beneficial prayer and that can only be an edifying prayer and that can only be a strengthening prayer and I just want to encourage you guys to pray that prayer alongside me um and I just want this person that like asked me this question to know that you're so not alone so many of us don't talk about 
how this can be very, very sad for like a stage to end when there never was a clear ending or a clear beginning at all. And you're completely justified in feeling upset and frustrated. But just know that the Lord is the author of our plans. The Lord is the author of our lives. And he has better characters coming for us than the ones that we might be crying over right now. Um, My second question that I got is, how do you create time for yourself when it constantly seems like life is moving too fast? So I totally relate to this. Um, I've been there. Like I said, even at the beginning of this podcast episode, I feel like last week I was completely on autopilot and that sucks. Um, Number one tip that I have for creating time for yourself when it constantly feels like life is moving too fast is to wake up earlier. This is one thing that I have been doing and especially in terms of spending time with the Lord, I do that in the mornings and that has definitely impacted my days because I'm like, okay, if I want to spend an, a time with the Lord and not put a specific time, like I don't want to put a specific amount of time on it. I want to give the Lord as much space and time as he wants to occupy in my mornings. Therefore, I have to get up a lot earlier. And for me, I found spending time with myself, like that really to be like spending time with the Lord. So like if I don't fill myself up with him, then I don't feel like I am adequately prepared for the rest of my day. And if I think like, how can I better, how can I better prepare myself for my day? How can I better like have a break and like be re-energized? I would redirect that. Like, how can you allow the Lord to fill in these gaps? And for me, that's waking up earlier and spending time with the Lord because that really is and has been my source of energy lately. Number two, Um, sometimes I do get so busy that my only alone time is in my car. And my advice would be if this is something similar, if you guys are experiencing something similar, make that time useful. Drive in silence, like sit with your thoughts. I find that a lot of the times some of my biggest like revelations are when I like have to turn down or turn off my music because I just haven't had a moment of silence and I haven't had a moment to like sit and think with myself and process my day, process my emotions, process whatever is going on that week. And if you're not giving yourself that space and sometimes that space ends up being like on a 15 minute car ride to school, on a 15 minute car ride home, whatever. Um, Allow that space to be your space, allow that time to be your time. Um, Sometimes I pray like when I'm driving places. Sometimes, like I said, um, a second ago, like a time, a way that I spend time with myself has like become spending more time with the Lord um, because that is so re-energizing and is so reinvigorating. And um, sometimes I've just like been just so overwhelmed and stressed out and busy that like my time that I pray is in the car and on the way to school. Um, one time... I was driving to Chapel Hill, University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill to visit my friend. Um, And I was in a season where I was unsure. I, I was basically praying for discernment from the Lord. And my last 30 minutes of the car ride, I prayed. And that was the first time that I ever like prayed out loud, I guess. Like at least like the first time in a really long time that I can remember. Um, this was last year and I was just like praying for the Lord for discernment 
And I was like, Lord, I'm giving you these 30 minutes that I'm going to pray to you and I'm going to talk to you. And you know what? I'm just going to see what happens. And I have always struggled with prayer because sometimes it really just feels like you're talking to an empty void. And I think a lot of us can feel this way even if we don't want to talk about the fact that we feel this way. Um, And people that like sit here and they're like, oh, I pray for like six hours a day. I'm like, how do you do that? Like I, I cannot relate. So just know that like the time that you give to the Lord, he's going to honor that. And it doesn't matter like how little time that you feel like you have to honor him. The more time that you set aside, the more that he's going to like bless that and he's going to honor that. And it's going to be a time that he reinvigorates you, re-inspires you, re-energizes you. Um, But yeah. And number three, I found that the more honest I am with the people around me, the more grace there is for me to say no to plans. So sometimes I find myself struggling to listen when I have plans with people because my mind is thinking about the next thing I have on the agenda. I don't know if you guys relate to this, but sometimes I'll literally be like, let's say I'm getting coffee with a friend. And the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have this paper that I have due at midnight or I have this plan that's going on later tonight. What am I going to wear? And I just feel like I'm on autopilot the whole time that I'm sitting here and talking to this person. And that's not very kind or fair to the person that's spending their time with me. Um, I believe that it would be much more productive and kind if I would have said no to plans instead of being on autopilot during them. So the more honest with the people you are around you, and maybe that means like cutting off some commitments that you have in your life that aren't life-giving or commitments that are over like too overwhelming. Like I feel like a lot of the times, especially in college, we bite off more than we can chew and then we're just doing all of these things just for the sake of doing all of these things. And how much really can you pour into everything if you're not allowing any time for yourself and even more so if you're not allowing time for you and the Lord, which should be the number one thing. Um, And if you're, I don't know, if you like say yes to every single plan, like there's no way that you're gonna be energized for every single plan. There's no way that you're going to be not on autopilot for at least one plan because you're going to be so overwhelmed and stressed out or at least that's me. I'm an introvert so it's like very hard for me to do more than like one social thing with a new person like every other day like that stresses me out Um, just because like I do get energy from being by myself and that's the way that I recharge but saying no to plans there is definitely beauty in that like saying no to commitments, reevaluating, like I I said yes to too many things. And if the people in your life are like loving and understanding and they understand that like and they love you and have respect for you, then they will have respect even more so if you're honest with them and you say to them, look, I know I previously said yes to this plan or previously said yes to this opportunity. I am feeling exhausted Like, being honest with people, if they truly know you and respect you, they will honor that and they will respect that. And there's no shame in reevaluating your priorities and reevaluating all the things that you say yes to. Because a lot of the times we say yes to more things than we should. And that leaves no time for ourselves and also no time for the Lord, which is just shouldn't be the case. And number four, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten um, is let your yeses be yeses and your noes be noes. My, so in high school, I was on this like film team. Um, and we would come out with like 
weekly YouTube videos is kind of like when I got into YouTube was I was on this like film broadcasting team and it was really cool if you guys have ever seen the show this is the way that I describe it if you guys have ever seen the show so random <laughs> like do you guys remember that show um it was on like Disney Channel I think um but it was like basically this show and like the entirety of the show was like different skits and so that was kind of how this like broadcasting team was was like the entire episode we would have like announcements and like talk about like what the lunch was today and then like the episode like would go on YouTube and we would watch it in our home rooms and there'd be like different skits in the episode and you had to audition to be on the team it was kind of a big deal and I loved it and I had so much fun doing it um but my film teacher said to us like in terms of like coming in and editing and filming because this was like a big like big deal to be on this film team and like I had to devote a lot of time to it but one thing he said to us he was like when it comes to editing and filming for this team that you have auditioned and made it on, let your yeses be yeses and let your noes be noes. If I ask you if you can show up and film and edit this project, like say yes or say no. And if you say yes, I expect you to be there. And if you say no, you can say no and it just be like, because I don't want to. You know, like he was like, that's completely valid if you just don't want to be in this particular piece that we're doing this week just say no um whether it's like because you don't want to you don't have time like the reasons are irrelevant like just make sure that whatever you're saying you mean it and so that's something that I've tried to carry on into the rest of my life and I'm so thankful that my teacher like instilled this in me and taught this to me and I wouldn't I'm not perfect at it but I want to encourage you guys that like we have the power to say yes or to say no and so like we need to remember like how much power there is in like saying yes or no to specific commitments. And it's just a very forgotten art is the art of saying no. And I don't know, just wanna encourage you guys in that because that's something that I've tried to carry on with me um, in my life. This next question says, how to feel comfortable being outgoing? So I have a lot to say about this. I have faked being out an extrovert and being outgoing for long enough to give you a very great analysis on how to fake who you really are in order to fit in or to please others. But that's not what I'm going to do right now. If you are not outgoing, you are not outgoing. You are simply not wired that way and that's okay. Um, that's an entirely different thing from growing in confidence with making friends. Like that's an entirely different question. Um, for that, I would say initiate a plan over DMs. Um, it's a lot less scary and it's not weird. I feel like for the longest time I thought it was weird. Like, oh my gosh, like that's weird. Like I'm not going to reach out to them. Like I'm not going to slide in their DMs. That's weird. But like in college, that is so normal, at least at my university, very normal to reach out to somebody, respond to somebody's story, be like, we should hang out. Like we should be friends. I'm an introvert. That is way less scary to me. So like if I see a girl on Instagram and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I want to hang out with her. I want to get coffee with her, whatever. I'll DM her. And that's a way less intimidating way for me personally to do it. So I would encourage you, if you're just not a naturally outgoing person, you can still initiate plans and you can still reach out to people. Um, and then another way to like practice like social skills and to practice like in your confidence is to practice by complimenting people's outfits or hair. Um, practice makes better. Practice doesn't make perfect. And like I said, you can't like fake being an extrovert if you're an introvert, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, 
I feel like a lot of the time that I've spent like trying to be more outgoing or trying to be more loud or trying to be more whatever, like it's just been more exhausting than it's been beneficial for me. So I don't want to sit here and be like, oh my gosh, like just fake it till you make it. Because I I think that that can just result in like a lot of like exhaustion and I don't want to encourage that for you guys. Um, But you can definitely grow in people skills even if you're an introvert like me. I would more than more than likely I would almost always rather be alone or almost always rather be with the people in my life like the close-knit friends that I have that I don't feel like I have to exert energy to be around you know like those friendships that you're just like comfortable sitting in each other's silence but I don't think there's anything wrong with learning how to talk to people that aren't your best friends or learning how to talk to people and initiate plans I think that's something that we can all grow in and that's something that there's like a lot of beauty to understand and like do and practice um next question um what are your tips on staying consistent with reading the word and spending time with the lord i love this question because it's something that i'm currently learning it's not i mean all of these things are something or things that i'm currently learning but like this one specifically is something that i feel like i I'm in a good patch right now, but I could easily fall back into a bad patch. And I want that to be more encouraging than discouraging to you to let you know that I am walking in this with you. We are walking in this together. Um, You can't look at a flower and ask it why it's not growing if you are not watering it. Faith requires discipline. I've talked about this before. Discipline is not just a term used to describe like punishment. Discipline It's like consistency and like practicing something to make it better. Um, For me, that looks like setting aside my mornings for Jesus. As soon as I make my coffee and my breakfast, I put my phone and laptop in my room and remove all of those distractions because my phone is the biggest distraction in the world. And I sit and I read my Bible in my living room with my door closed, my phone and my laptop in my room. And I don't set a specific amount of time to spend with the Lord because I don't want my time to be limited with him. I want him to be able to use whatever time that I allow to him. And for me, that means waking up earlier in the morning. Um, I won't get ready for my day unless I spend time with him first, at least like in the past like three weeks. That's been something that I have been like trying to grow in discipline with and like I said like this is a learned thing this is not my natural instinct the first thing that I want that I want to do when I wake up is get on my phone for an hour and just like scroll on various social media platforms but that's not good for me that's not good for you um and to build a habit you have to practice it I actually googled like while doing the research for this podcast episode like how long it actually takes to build a habit and on average it takes two months to build a habit Um, and one thing that I kind of had to deconstruct in my mind is that every time I open my Bible, I'm not going to have a majestic revelation. Like Jesus is not going to come down from heaven every single, maybe he will, but not every single time that I sit here and read my Bible, am I going to feel like heaven, like trumpets are blaring and like the Lord is revealing something like amazing to me. Abiding in him means doing daily life with him, even in the mundane, even when I'm, I've been reading, I just finished Leviticus today, which is a book all about like the laws that the Lord gave to the Israelites. And that wasn't the most exciting book that I've ever read, but I sat there and I read it because I knew that like the entirety of the Bible is God's word. It's not just the chapters that I feel like are the most inspiring to me. Um, 
In the moments where I'm running late, Jesus is still there. Not just in the pretty moments. In the moments where I'm bored with whatever book that I'm reading, Jesus is still there. It takes discipline. It takes practice. But you can't expect a flower to grow without water. And I can't expect to grow closer to Jesus without spending time with him. This next question says, how do you deal with losing friendships? Um, Specifically, I usually cry and get really frustrated and feel very lonely. Um, I've lost a lot of friendships in my life, whether we've just grown apart over time or we just stopped meshing well. I think that's a real thing. Like you can grow out of friendships um, and you can grow if you're growing in different directions. Maybe I go to college and grow out of certain like other friendships or Maybe, I don't, I don't know, whatever your specific situation is, all of us grow out of certain friendships at certain points in our lives. Um, and I really do believe that this can be more painful than a breakup. And I think the same mourning process or, or like a situationship breakup, whatever, fill in the blank. Um, and I think the same mourning process can apply. And so I'm going to reiterate what I said earlier with starting life again post-talking stage slash breakup is to mourn. Allow yourself to be sad, realign your focus, fill that space in your head that that person or friendship used to occupy with things that occupied that space before them or the Lord, whatever it is that you're going to like fill in the blank for realigning your focus. And number three, just because that person isn't in your life anymore, doesn't mean there's other friendships that aren't coming in your life. Um... I think that's really important and again we don't talk enough about how friendship breakups or growing out of friendships happens and you're not going to be friend you're going to be besties with everybody you meet in your life and that's completely okay. And sometimes time does allow people to grow apart and it sucks and it's really difficult but it doesn't mean that there aren't other beautiful friendships going to happen in your future for you. Um, This question says, what to do if a guy doesn't like you back? Um, I think on any given day, I would sit here and be like, his loss. Um, But that's my own bitterness. Um, Sometimes people just genuinely don't like us back. And it's not always because they're dumb or they're blind. And these are things that I typically tell myself because my ego is massive and rejection sucks. So I'd rather just put the blame on the guy. But... I've said this before, but rejection is redirection with a mask on. Learn how to not take things so personally. Our egos make it hard to process that the world does not revolve around us. We aren't made to be loved or liked by everyone. That actually is a beautiful thing. Your, like, your target audience is not the entire world. Like, you're performing, like, me, you're performing and existing for the approval of one, the Lord. Thus, if a random boy doesn't like you, so what? Like, it doesn't, I I don't know. I feel like I just naturally go to like, oh, they suck. They're stupid. They're blind. Like, they clearly don't see what's in front of them. Like, I'm like, I'm amazing. I'm awesome. And although I am amazing and awesome, and although you are amazing and awesome, we don't have to sit here and belittle the boy that like, maybe you're just not their cup of tea. You know, like, I don't have to sit here and like, be mean about a boy who just doesn't like me back. That just more so shows my own bitterness and I'm saying this out loud to answer this like question but I'm also saying this to myself because I think that is a big part of growing in self-awareness is growing in the ways that you build up your own ego 
to make yourself feel better when things don't go your way. And I do this a lot of the times. Like, when I'm like, oh my gosh, like, that guy doesn't like me back. Or, oh my gosh, like, that, like, we never ended up dating. Or we never ended up, whatever, whatever it is. Like, literally fill in the blank. Like, it can, it can go with any situation. And I put the blame on the other person to make myself feel better. And sometimes it's not that deep. Sometimes they just weren't supposed to be that person. They, they weren't supposed to hold a permanent place in your life. It doesn't mean they're stupid. It doesn't mean they're blind. It doesn't mean they're dumb. It just means that it wasn't supposed to be that way. And that's okay. And if I trust the Lord's plan, I trust that whichever person it is that didn't end up being a permanent place in my life, it doesn't mean that they're not going to be a permanent place in somebody else's life. And it also doesn't mean that there won't be somebody to fill that spot down the line. You know, I don't know. We we so often belittle the Lord's active role in our lives. And I so often put myself in the driver's seat when I was never supposed to sit there. I am in the back of the bus. You know, like I'm not the driver. I'm in the way back. It is not my job to micromanage my life, to micromanage my love life, not my job to micromanage whatever thing that I'm always trying to micromanage. And it's not your job either. Um, this next question says, what books do you recommend? Three books that I want to recommend to you guys. My favorite book of all time is Where the Crawdads Sing. It's a historical fiction. I don't even know how to explain it. It's a little bit of a love story, a little bit of a mystery. Um, there's a reason that it's such a popular book. There's a reason that it's such an awesome, like, it's just like everywhere. I feel like for the, it was really popular like two years ago. I don't know if it's as popular now, but I think like my individuality complex um, really like makes me think that like if something's popular, it's because like, oh, everybody else likes it, but like it's not good. But there's a reason that certain things are popular. And I need to like deconstruct that in my mind. And like Colleen Hoover really deconstructed that for me because I read, um, oh my gosh, what is that book that I read? I read this Colleen Hoover book. I, I, I just like can't remember the name right now, but read this Colleen Hoover book and I was like really like pessimistic about it and I've talked to you guys about it but there's a reason that certain things are popular there's a reason that where the crawdads sing is so popular it's amazing read it um and thank me later um also number two pride and prejudice one of my favorite books one of my favorite movies the Kira Knightley version um this movie is it's just like such an amazing movie um read the book first then watch the movie it's amazing and number three, Daisy Jones and the Six. I read this recently. I thought it was so good. And the whole time I, I talked to you guys about this. The whole time I thought it was a real band. Or at least like half of the way through the book I figured it out it wasn't a real band. Because I am stupid. This next question says, what does it mean to be an intentional friend? So I feel like intentional has really become a Christian buzzword. Like we just use the word intentional all the time. Um, which for me, it like, I use it so much that I don't, that I don't even like recognize what it really means. Um, so I'm going to define it like how I'm going to use it right now. Um, to me, intentional means meaningful, thoughtful, and consistent. Similar to a relationship with Jesus, you can't expect a flower to grow if you don't water it. If I'm not spending time with my friends and pouring into them, I cannot expect the friendship to grow. I find myself getting lazy a lot of the times in friendships that I'm comfortable in. I don't know if you guys relate, but like if I've had a friend for a really long period of time, chances are I'm not reaching out to them at, I don't know, maybe this is just me. Like maybe this is just a Maddie thing. 
Um, but I just feel like I just don't reach out to those friends that I've had for so long because I'm so comfortable in those friendships that I think like, oh, it's okay. Like if I don't see them for three weeks, like they're not going to stop being my friend. Um, but I think that I need to rewrite that for myself. It's been really helpful for me to find consistent days of the week to see that those specific friends that like I'm close with because otherwise we a lot of the times at least at college like we won't see each other because we're both busy people who lead different lives similar to a relationship thoughtfulness goes a long way so whether that's writing notes um reaching out to them and saying hey what are you doing like what do your Wednesdays look like what are your Tuesdays look like whatever day of the week that you guys can figure out a time to meet and hang out consistently like consistent consistency really breeds like strong relationships and strong conversations and that's just a really great way that you guys can maintain a strong healthy intentional friendship this question says do you believe in the Enneagram test okay to a certain extent um I have the like I have the road back to you which is a popular Enneagram book sitting beside me on my um bedside table along with my water bottle that I talked about earlier and along with my chocolate chip cookie dough. Um, so yeah, I'd be lying if I said I didn't like feed into it to some extent. Like I think there is like a nugget of wisdom in learning how to communicate well with people and learning how to love people well according to how they process and communicate and love. I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, however, I talked a lot about boxes a few episodes ago and how squeezing yourself into them leaves you sore and uncomfortable. The Enneagram is another box I've seen lots of people I know, including myself, try to squeeze into. You're not a number, you're a child of God. And in terms of understanding how to better communicate and love people, it can be a useful tool, but take it with a grain of salt. It never says in the Bible, and God made the Enneagram. And this last question that I want to answer is, how do you keep a clean and organized space? So, it's kind of ironic that I'm answering this because my room is a mess. Um, I'm not a really organized person, but in order for me to feel productive, I have to make sure my room is clean. If I let clothes pile up, it gets more and more overwhelming for me, I find. So instead, I put my clothes away like every day and make my bed every morning. I make sure that I make my bed every morning. Um, cleaning up little messes before big messes are created alleviates a lot of stress for me. And I feel like my most creative and real and I feel my most creative and relaxed um, when my space is clean. I think most pro- most people probably feel that way too. Um, and honestly, like all it takes for me, and this is my tip, is just to clean little by little to avoid ever having to clean like a big mess. So I hope that answers that question. I hope that answers all those questions. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, I hope that in some way you felt as though the Lord gave you some sort of clarity. And I hope that this was able to be insightful, inspiring, um, reinvigorating, re-energizing for you guys. That's always my prayer is that the Lord takes captive whatever words that I say because none of this could be done just me you know so yeah thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Influence-ish I love you guys and I'm so blessed for this platform as usual make sure to follow my podcast Instagram if you guys want to be involved with with whatever I'm talking about that week a lot of the times I have you guys send me suggestions 
um, of episode ideas that you guys want to hear me talk about. So definitely go follow that Instagram. It is influenceishpod on Instagram. I will have it as well as all of my other social medias in the description box for this podcast episode. So make sure to go check out all of my social media links. I will have every single known link that I have on any social media platform down there. Um, and yeah, I love you guys. And I hope that the rest of this week is awesome. And I hope that you guys are doing so well. With that being said, I will talk to you guys next week on next week's episode of Influence-ish. Bye!